Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Trapped in the U.S. podcast, where we connect the dots between current headline news and biblical prophecy. I am your host, KB, and today is January 18th, 2024. I have some major breaking news to discuss with you, but first, I want to ask you guys to please like and subscribe to our channel, Trapped in the U.S., on YouTube, and also um, follow us on Patreon, where you can help support our podcast. Uh, I think we have a $5 membership on there and a $10 membership. It gives you exclusive access to other news headlines and other prophecies that we may not be talking about today, but it's extremely important for you guys to have um, and to be aware of. So this is the first breaking news uh, newscast, actually, and I want to welcome you guys for being here and being a part of it. So the basic structure of what I'm going to do from this podcast and here on out is I'm going to talk about a specific biblical prophecy that has come forth uh, over uh, a recent uh, time uh, from a very highly uh, respected source that you know they're hearing from the Lord. What are they saying? What is the Lord saying in this hour concerning the U.S. and concerning world events? And I'm going to lay that out, and then I'm going to talk about current headline news, and I'm going to help connect the dots between that biblical prophecy and what is going on right now in the state of the world and in a specific, uh, specifically to America as well. So once I do that, I'm going to go over some different steps of some advice and things of what I think you should do and be aware of. And then we'll go on to some other podcasts and newscasts in the future as well. So the first one I want to talk about is uh, this prophecy I want to bring up is from Maurice Scalar. Maurice Scalar is a, a powerful prophetic man of God um, who uh, those in the prophetic community is very well aware of. Um, the man plays violin for hours and hours upon hours every day and worship to, to the Lord. And the Lord gives him uh, prophecies and speaks to him and shows him things. This one that we're going to talk about um, is from March 14th, 2014. Uh, if some of you haven't heard this before or are aware of this prophecy, this is specifically concerning America. Uh, this is the Lord's judgment coming through him for America that he was given on March 14th, 2014. I'm going to read this down to you. We're going to discuss it. And then after we get done, I want to go into some current news headlines okay so these are the things about to take place the angel of the lord over the statue of liberty i saw a huge angel suspended on the air over new york harbor and this is in 2014 of march okay he was so large he covered the night sky his body was clad in golden armor as if he was going to war his face and entire being was so bright that i couldn't gaze at him for long White beams of light rated, seemed to radiate out of him in all directions. He was standing over the Statue of Liberty. It was night, but I couldn't see the light around New York City because his light brightly blazed with the light with this white light. He reached for his belt that was covered with a red sash around his midsection and drew out his sword. It was so massive. It blazed with light and fire all around it. 
It looked at least 100 feet long. I never felt such fear when I saw an angel before. I know this warrior spirit had the authority from the very throne of God. He has a gleam, uh, a grim expression, excuse me, as he held his mighty sword over his head with both hands. I could see he was poised to hit the Statue of Liberty and cleave it in two. I tumbled and tried to hide, but the, the angel was looking directly at me, and I knew there was nowhere to go where he couldn't see me. He spoke then. His voice was like thunder and echoed throughout the whole harbor. He said, how long would you refuse to humble yourself, O America? You have been weighed in the balances of God wanting. Your beginning was great and noble, but your ending shall be disgrace and destruction, saith the Lord of heaven's armies, the Lord of hosts. Time is running out. The bowls of my wrath are full of my fury and judgment. They shall be poured upon you. You shall drink them down to the dregs, every drop. I have come to you day and night, pleading with you to return to me for over 100 years. I am merciful and long-suffering. It brings me no joy to judge you, but you have hardened your hearts, scoffed at the warnings through my prophets and holy servants. I brought you from nothing and exalted you, O America, higher than any other nation. But now you have fallen lower than Sodom. You have sinned greater than Egypt. You've become prouder than Babylon and Persia. You've become more selfish than Rome. You have exalted yourself in your own wisdom higher than Greece. You have more idols in higher places of adultery and luxury than any Gentile kingdom in history. Your beginning was pure and great, but now the stench of your filth fills my nostrils. I shall cut you in pieces and you shall... Uh, reap from the harvest of wrath that you have sown. You shall no longer be the queen of nations. Now you shall bear your shame and become the lowest of the heathen nations. Now as Agag, you shall be hacked in pieces. O earth, earth, hear ye the word of the Lord. Then to my horror, and this is after the, the angel said this to him, he's responding. Then to my horror, this massive sword came smashing down on Lady Liberty. Then it hit the top of her head and was a and then there was a white lightning flash of light and the sword splitter into two right in the middle. Then the sword came again and again and again and divided her into pieces. The Statue of Liberty divided into pieces. As the sword was finishing each strike, fire burst forth and I heard terrible explosions. The vision of the statue ended in an earthquake. It was hacked into pieces and sank into the harbor. I was weeping and crying to God for mercy. Never have I seen this side of God before. I had only really known the love and the goodness of him, but never have I seen the wrath of the Almighty. Then as I was watching from a zoomed-in close-up, the dream shifted, and I started to shift outwards from New York Harbor and started traveling in the air over America. And what I saw was horror beyond anything I've never seen. The U.S. seemed to crack in two with a giant earthquake right down the middle. The southeastern U.S. was covered with a giant wave of water from the ocean. A massive earthquake that seemed to crack off the coast of California. It reminded me of a saltine cracker that just cracked in two. The great cities of the West Coast fell into the ocean all the way from Mexico to Alaska. A giant wave 
flooded inside and much of the West Coast was not there. It had disappeared into the Pacific Ocean. Just try to imagine this. Just try to imagine it. The moment this judgment hits, an earthquake hits, a massive earthquake that is so terrible, so horrific that it cracks the U.S. straight down the middle from the Great Lakes all the way down to the Gulf Coast. And the whole southeast of the U.S. was covered with a giant wave of water. Just imagine what this would feel like. Imagine what this would be like for the United States. Number five, a giant wave flooded inside much of the West Coast, and it wasn't there. It just disappeared into the ocean. Number six, three rocket missiles that took off over the air. It came out from the ocean of water, and one came from land and traveled a great distance. And all of them blew up in the air, one after the other, one, two, and three in the upper atmosphere within five minutes of each other and out in outer space. They were terrible nuclear bombs and the last one was the biggest and it created a huge mushroom cloud over the midwestern part of america the ground shook and everything went black they're talking these are emp bombs that went off and they knock out most of the electrical grid in america after the earthquake there was not any electric light coming from any homes candles started to be lit in fire was lit and started to be seen. As he's looking out over America, he's seeing this. There were other nuclear explosions and people perished throughout the nation. There was nothing but twisted metal and charred debris in cities that were tall and used to be tall and majestic. There was widespread looting. Gangs were everywhere with guns stealing whatever food and supplies they could find. I saw riot police by thousands going into communities and even cities and forcing people out of their homes. They brought them into concentration camps, but not all were police armies. And they wore light blue helmets. Hundreds of thousands of people were arrested this way. Many couldn't, uh, just wouldn't cooperate and were just shot and left in their homes. There were millions of people who escaped this first wave of terrible disasters. Revival broke out, and great evangelists and prophets and apostles rose up and began to preach outdoors, and many were saved and born again. Miracles of provision and multiplication of food and water and astonishing healings occurred. Millions of people cried out to God, and he heard and answered. I know this was not only happening in America, but this great tribulation was upon them, and all over the world these calamities were taking place. I saw multitudes of saints refusing to renounce Jesus as Lord. So after all this is happening, they're now moving into the mark and giving you the stamp uh, to serve the beast. And they're taking advantage that the the, the Antichrist is now uh, revealed and making himself aware and taking power over the whole world. And he's forcing everybody to take the mark. I saw a multitude of saints refusing to renounce Jesus as Lord, and they were starving, many of them, but they still refused to take the stamp on their bodies so they can eat and live. There was what looked like kiosks that were in every little town, and they advertised food and water. Only a few went inside and took the mark. Some went in and bowed down to a hologram image 
a movie image of the Antichrist. It was awful, but very realistic. And they branded their hands and foreheads with an electronic tattoo-like stamp. When they came out, if they came out, they had a zombie-like look. Their minds and their souls were gone. It looked like they had a spiritual lobotomy. After these joined the army of this police unit, they were given weapons after they were done uh, eating and drinking and rested in the kiosk. They were like robots doing the Antichrist bidding. From then on, I knew they were lost forever. Quite a few didn't make it out. They were tortured mentally and physically inside that kiosk if they refused to mark the beast. There was a laser that shot through their brain and heart and sliced their head off. They were immediately incinerated and nothing but ashes remained. This was the most horrifying of it all. It made the Nazi death camps look like a picnic. Millions of people were executed this way via computer systems automatically with such precision and efficiency that marveled me that such efficiency was possible and could take place on such a large scale. The technology was more advanced than I could I had ever seen. I looked back at that angel, which said, warn everyone, flee from the wrath to come, repent and turn to Jesus while you still can. Pray that you may be able to escape these things which are shortly to happen and stay in the presence of the Lord. These things are about to take place. Return to God and cry out for mercy and come to the ark of salvation before the doors of grace closes and it's too late. This is the word of the Lord over America, given to Maurice Scalar, March 14th, I think, uh, March 2014, excuse me. And it shook him. He tells about his testimony of seeing this. And when you think of this judgment, it shakes yourself to, to the core. Uh, I've been aware of this judgment for years. And many other prophetic men and women of God are seeing the very exact, exact same thing with different details. And on this podcast, I'm going to reveal a different prophecy about America or about the state of the world. And then I'm going to go right into the news. And you guys are going to see how this is now taking place or setting itself up to take place even now in our lifetime and not just in our lifetime but in the coming days weeks and months 2024 y'all is going to be a very very difficult year um going into 2025 we got the 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 election at the end of 2024 here things are going to continue to ramp up over the next coming months into that election. And I can't even begin to imagine what it's going to be like. But the result is the Lord has declared judgment upon America for its wickedness. And it is playing out before our lives. I'm going to get into the news now. Today, uh, in RT News, the world's not producing enough weapons to beat Russia, Zelensky says. So what this basically means is if you look over this article in RT, uh, it basically says that Ukraine is going through so much ammunition. And we've given 
Ukraine and Zelensky, hundreds of billions of dollars. We've given them so much weaponry, so much ammunition, and they've ran through it all. And not only do they not have much left, but the world isn't producing enough weapons, isn't producing enough ammunition, isn't producing enough to keep up with the fight against Russia. Russia is literally absorbing all of the ammunition and they're outdoing it. And Zelensky is at the World Economic Forum as we speak today, speaking and talking about we're not producing enough weapons to beat Russia. We need more. We need more. So if we're not producing enough weapons and ammunition to beat Ukraine, how do we have enough ammunition to fight as Americans? How do we, in NATO, how do we have enough ammunition to fight with uh, Israel? How do we have enough ammunition to fight against China if they attack Taiwan? How do we have enough ammunition to fight against North Korea if they attack South Korea? We got a uh, war breaking out all over the world, all over the world. At first, it was just uh, Russia and Ukraine after we left uh, Afghanistan. But now we have it breaking out all it's South America, too. We got it happening with Venezuela, um, Venezuela and, and, and uh, uh, other parts of the world, not just in the Middle East, not just in the Asia communities or in Eastern Europe. It's everywhere. And the world isn't making enough weapons. It's not able to keep up with the demand. And uh, uh, Zelensky's talking about that today. I thought it was a very interesting headline. Let's go to the next headline. NATO prepares for Putin. This is the Daily Mail. Uh, 90,000 troops are called up for the alliance's largest military exercise for decades that will run for four months. 90,000 troops in NATO countries are being called up. First thing I thought of when I saw this today was how long until our children are not going to be drafted into this foolishness? How long are we going to watch this unfold before they require our children to be a part of this war and to be called up just like this in this situation? to be a part of this alliance military exercises, which is not going to be exercises for long. Uh, it's going to be actual deployment into the theater of war where our children are going to be slaughtered and sacrificed for causes that quite frankly, are, we, we don't have, we don't want to have anything to do with. And it's not that we don't, I think as Americans support, the fight that our troops are having or that um, we don't support our troops or that we don't support those who, who are fighting bravely on the front lines. We, we, we highly value our troops. We highly value those who have spilt their blood for, to defend this country and what they've defended it for, which is the Constitution, which is our American freedoms and our rights, which we are seeing today being completely eroded from us and taken from us. You can't say anything online anymore without being uh, at risk uh, of being canceled or being uh, marginalized. And uh, but now we're 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 preparing for war with uh, Russia, and we're calling up ninety thousand troops. 
for this uh, military exercise between NATO countries that's going to run for four months. And I'm concerned, y'all. This is this is huge news because over the next four months, they, they, they could just enter right into the war theater between Russia. I mean, we, we don't know what's going to happen, but these news headlines are leading us. Because if you read, if you understood the prophecy, then you understand these nuclear bombs, these EMPs, and they're coming from somewhere. Okay, we're not setting them off on ourselves, right? We're this is the war has now escalated to the point where we're being attacked by Russia, where we are being attacked by China, where those foreign troops are on our soil after they have nuked us, after they have dropped bombs on us, and have obliterated America. And not only that, but God's judgment hits us, okay, because of the sins of this nation. So it, it, is, it is coming upon us, and war is going to be a part of that judgment. And we're seeing right now America is being involved in all these different wars. Let's, let's go on to the next slide. Germany, this is Euro News. Uh, Germany lays out exercise scenario for potential conflict, conflict between NATO and Russia. This is huge, y'all. Um, Germany is laying out an exercise scenario, okay? So that means that they're developing scenarios for a conflict that we already know that they're going to enter into between NATO and Russia. There is not, it, right now it's proxy wars. America's fighting through Ukraine and, and, and Europe and Britain. They're all, France, they're, they're all in Ukraine right now. But they're not technically supposed to be there. It's just supposed to be Ukraine fighting Russia. Okay. And Russia is not supposed to be, you know, their war that they're doing, whatever proxy. You got China sending weapons. You got India sending weapons. Iran sending weapons to uh, Russia to help fight. They're a part of the war on their side. Okay. But they're just in a proxy state right now. But what Germany's laying out right now, what, what NATO is laying out right now is all those proxy aspects is all going away. And it's going to be an all-out war between NATO and Russia. And all the countries that are with Russia are going to line up against all the countries that are a part of NATO. And we are watching World War III play out before our very eyes. This is not something that's years off. This is happening today. This is the news coming out today, January 18, 2024. We are already in World War III. It just is playing out right now as we speak, and they're preparing for these potential conflicts, which is not potential. They are happening, and that's why they're preparing for it. Let's go to the next news. Iran fires more ballistic missiles, this time at sites inside Pakistan. When have you ever heard of Iran firing ballistic missiles in at Pakistan? I've never heard of it in my lifetime. Pakistan is a nuclear uh, capable country. They they have nuclear weapons in Pakistan. And Iran has been fighting the proxy war through the Houthis, they've been fighting the proxy war through Hamas, they've been fighting the, the proxy war against Israel. Uh, and 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 through Syria, you know, they, they they've been they've been staying inside of Iran, but using as a proxy war. They've been sending weapons through all, through all their different um, uh, groups to fight their battles for them against Israel, against America, 
and other uh, opposition countries. But now Iran itself is firing its own ballistic missiles, not through proxies, but its own ballistic missiles now. It's fighting, it, it's literally launched it at in Iraq uh, uh, against American sites. Um, uh, but they've also now are, are, are shooting ballistic missiles at Pakistan. Never seen this before. This is major news. Pakistan is like a neighbor, okay? They're like in the same proximity, and they've they've lived in relevant peace, even though they've had some skirmishes in times past in our lifetime. Never have they been fighting uh, to the point where Iran is sending ballistic missiles inside of Pakistan. And then what else do we see here? Okay, here. The government of Iran has fired ballistic missiles into neighboring Pakistan, allegedly targeting the headquarters of Jaish ul Adul terrorist group in Balochistan. Please apologize for my pronunciations. The southwestern province of Pakistan. Pakistan is a nuclear armed country. For Iran to have hit the territory of a nuclear armed country, it would seem to indicate and not so subtle way that Iran has no reason to fear Pakistan nukes, likely because Iran has their own, which is true. Just speculation at this point. Of course, Pakistan is uh, being silent could mean there was agreement between Iran and Pakistan for this strike. Who knows? Pakistan and Iran have, made, have maintained good relationships for years. More coming and developing. This is from Hal Turner News, by the way, uh, this, this article. Um, what's the next one? Pakistan. Okay, this is Hal Turner. Pakistan strikes Iran with ballistic missiles in retaliation. So now Pakistan, after Iran shot uh, missiles at at its country, it's now retaliated and has struck Iran with ballistic missiles. Pakistan armed forces are striking sites in India-backed Balochistan Liberation Army and Balochistan Liberation Front inside Iranian side of the Iranian-Pakistani border. Numerous airstrikes and ballistic missiles have hit inside Iran, but the targets were the same people Iran struck in Pakistan just yesterday, Balochistan folks. This is clearly a case of Iran and Pakistan agreeing, you take care of my problem and I'll take care of your problem. More as I get it. Update. It looks to me as though troublemakers on both sides got hit. Much of the cross-border attacks between Iran and Pakistan are encouraged in Western finance to disrupt the BRI China projects. Years ago, Imran Khan said those attacks were Saudi-funded against Iran as Pakistan looked the other way because Pakistan was broke and survived on on uh, Saudi loans. So this is uh, some of uh, Hal Turner's uh, speculation here. But the point is, is Pakistan is is retaliating and striking Iran while Iran is striking back with ballistic missiles going both directions. Never before have I even heard of those countries sending missiles against each other. Uh, this is crazy. OK, Pakistan, this is from uh, uh, Zero Hedge. Pakistan on the brink of military conflict following missile strikes. China urges calm. Iran's Tuesday missile and drone strikes targeting Sunni jihadists in Pakistan, southwestern Balochistan province have had, uh, as expected, unleashed a diplomatic war between Tehran and Islamabad. 
Pakistan started its response by recalling its ambassador from the Iranian capital Wednesday. That was yesterday. While also booting the Iranian ambassador from Pakistan. Pakistani officials say that two children were killed in what Iran said was a response to the January 3rd suicide bombings of Kerman City, which killed over 100 people. So it's not just Israel and Gaza and Hamas uh, and Lebanon that are fighting this war over Gaza and all the the terrible, 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 horrific um, battle that's going on in Gaza right now. But it's now spreading into Iran. It's now spreading into Pakistan. It's spreading into Lebanon. And now it's also spreading into Yemen. Okay, because we have Houthis now who are striking uh, uh, American uh, and Israeli ships that are passing through the Red Sea trying to carry cargo throughout the world. Um, And the whole Middle East is now erupting into all-out war as we see this is happening here. What else we got? Iran back Houthis. We are now in direct conflict with the U.S. and the U.K. This is from Zero Hedge. On Thursday, Houthi chief Abdul Malik al-Houthi declared that we are now in direct confrontation with the U.S. and the U.K. in the Red Sea. Following an overnight coalition airstrikes on Yemen, which constitute the fourth round of counter Houthi attacks. So that means the U.S. coalition have, 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 have launched airstrikes on Yemen. So the U.S. is now fighting proxy wars in Ukraine against Russia. We are now supporting Israel and we're fighting a proxy war through Israel against Hamas, against Lebanon, and now against Yemen and the Houthi coalition. We've also been doing it in Syria while we've been stealing oil there uh, and in Iraq. So America is now in a major conflict with uh, most of the Middle East, uh, Middle Eastern uh, countries there. And they are now fighting against America fighting against America's own interests and assets that are in the Red Sea and in those areas. The Houthis this week have said they will attack all Israeli and U.S. targets in response to the massacre of Palestinians happening in the Gaza Strip. Anyone attempting to hinder us from doing so will fail, a Houthi official said on this past Monday. This is major breaking news happening right now and unfolding and the news is happening so fast that we can't keep up we can't keep up how long until china doesn't uh doesn't strike uh taiwan how long do until north korea doesn't attack south korea all these countries are aware america is stretched thin to the hill and we can't keep up with the demand for all the weapons The world cannot create enough ammunition to supply all the wars that's going on. Russia sees it. China sees it. Iran sees it. North Korea sees it. How long until they fully take advantage of this situation? And what is them taking advantage of the situation? Let's go back to the prophecy that I spoke of earlier from Maurice Galar. America's judgment hitting the U.S., and as soon as that earthquake comes, as soon as that 
prophecy begins to take place, what happens? Nuclear weapons strike above America, knocking out a whole grid and in, in, in our communications and striking American cities. This is all coming from these guys. This is all coming from Russia. This is coming from Iran. This is coming from North Korea. This is coming from China. And they are going to uh, wipe out America and take hold of what is left of the carcass that is left of America. This was prophesied in 2014. There's many other prophecies that I'm going to share that all coincide with what I said. But look at these headlines. Look at these headlines, and you can see this is amping up. This could happen any day. This could happen to us. And so what does that mean? Well, here's one more uh, article, and this plays into it. Financial Times, Arab nations develop plan to end Israel-Hamas war and create a Palestinian state. So they've been talking about this for a long time. This has been a major plan of the uh, uh, of leaders in past who've talked about how do we bring peace to the Israel-Hamas war? How, what do we do with the Palestinians? What do we do with these, the Israelis? How do they all live in peace? And they've never had peace. They've been fighting and fighting and fighting against each other for centuries. But it's coming to a head now with all these wars that are happening that are spreading like wildfire throughout the Middle East. And now these Arab nations are developing a plan to end the Hamas war. They're pulling all their weight behind it. And they're backing this plan that creates a Palestinian state where Israel and Palestine Land is divided between them. This is land that was given to Israel by a promise from God to Abraham. And we know that uh, Ishmael and Isaac are the children of Abraham. And those those children are still fighting today. (laughs) Their descendants are still battling today as we speak. But... It's been prophesied, and I'll share future prophecies, and this will be one of them. But if America gets behind this plan to split Israel and create a Palestinian state alongside Israel, if we are behind dividing their land, the Lord has said in in, in past prophecies, if you divide my land, I will divide your land. Hence, the earthquake that comes, that splits America right down the center from the Great Lakes all the way to the Gulf Shores. And you're talking all the way through um, America, split in half, where there's a divide somewhere between even 100 miles between one side of that split to the other side. And I'm going to talk about that in future newscasts and podcasts. But this is what kicks that in. And we're talking the moment the plan, this plan right here is announced, the moment that Israel is forced into this situation where they have to take this deal and the Palestinians and Israel split this land right down the middle, the moment this this, this takes on this plan and, and, and it comes into fruition and it is 
developed, signed upon, and agreed to. And they're saying peace and safety. Finally, we've got this peace. Finally, we've de- we've 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 declared that we have a plan to end it, and it's been signed on today, and it's been agreed upon today. The moment that hits, the day that it hits. I would not be surprised within the next 24, 48 hours or in the days and potentially weeks ahead or after that deal, this one right here from Financial Times that they're talking about, the moment that is agreed upon and there's an Israel-Palestinian state and that land is split down the middle, I, I'm, I'm, I, I put it on the Lord, I'm telling you. The Lord has spoken. And I'm going to show it to you in, in, in future podcasts where America will be divided right down the middle. And that was the prophecy that Marie Sklar saw that kicks in everything else that that judgment said would come to pass. And it all starts with this deal. So we're ha- it's happening, y'all. This is happening right now before our very eyes. This is not something that's a far off something that we're going to live old and gray and our children are going to grow up and have many kids and they're going to grow old and gray. And then this is going to happen. No, this is going to happen. And it, and it's potentially going to happen this year. This could happen right now. This deal is going to ramp up. They're going to talk about it as the only solution to bring peace to this situation with Israel and Gaza and all the Middle East war that are breaking out right now. It's going to take U.S. ships getting hit, potentially. It's going to take more destruction in Gaza, which is terrifying. It's going to take more destruction in Israel and surrounding countries, and it will get so bad that this will be the only solution. And when they sign on and all the countries agree to it, and U.S. is involved in this, I guarantee it, they will be behind it. And when it is developed and signed upon and it happens, prepare for what is to come. This is the sign of the judgment hitting America that Maurice Scalar saw. So what do we do? What's the next steps here? What, what, what am I supposed to do with this information? You're asking. Some of you are like, this is heavy. This is too intense. What do I do? First, number one thing you need to do is pray to God, repent for your sins and read the word of God and do what it says every day. You have to have a relationship with the Lord and you have to be, he has to be number one in your life and you've got to put him on the throne of your heart and make sure that he sits there every day and rules and reigns over and governs your life. You've got to pray and you've got to repent, meaning you've got to turn from your sins. You've got to turn from the things that are keeping you away from him. You've got to you got to uh, sanctify your temple. Get rid of all the corruption in your life. Get rid of the dirt that your eyes see, that your ears hear. Whatever's in your home, whatever's in your life that, that is keeping you from having a relationship with the Lord in a holy and pure way. You need to repent of it and turn to him. And you need to read your word. You need to read the Bible every single day. And all the things that the Bible is telling you to do, all the things that our forefathers did that was right and good in the eyes of the Lord, you need to do it and you need to adopt it and live it every day. And all the stuff that our forefathers did that was wrong in the eyes of the Lord, you need to not do it and turn from it and ask God 
for forgiveness and ask God for mercy. And God will protect you. When these things hit our nation, when these judgments come upon this nation, millions of people are going to die. Millions of people are going to see their last breath. They're going to, they're not prepared. And those who survive the first onslaught of this have to survive the attacks that are going to come from Russia and China. They're going to have to survive the troops being on our soil. We're going to have to survive riots. We're going to have to survive all these different things that are going to come. And only God can protect us. If you dwell with the Lord every single day and you are walking with him every day, then he will be your strong tower. He will be your shield and buckler, whether you are alive or in death. So make sure you're spending time with your with the Lord every day. Repent and read your word and do what it says. Number two, prepare for tough times. If martial law was declared tomorrow, how long could you survive with the supplies you have now in your home? If martial law is declared, you can't leave your house. You can't get in your car and drive up the street. You can't go to the grocery store. And if you do, there are people literally rioting and going crazy outside, inside of the stores and outside of the stores, trying to take whatever they can find to live on and to survive. What are you going to do? If martial law is declared tomorrow, how long could you survive with supplies that you have in your home now? So what do you need to have in your home? Number three, you need to save up on water. Get you some, get you some bottled water. Get you two, three, four, five cases every week that you go shopping and store it up in your in your garage, store it up somewhere. Get yourself to a point where you have 50, 60, 70 cases, 80 cases. Of, and you might think I'm crazy, but I'm not. I'm not. Save up on water. They're two, three dollars a case. Water will be precious. Clean water that's not uh, contaminated will be precious in the times that's coming upon us. And when you can't get it anymore, what are you going to do? You need to save up on water. You need to save up on dry food. What do I mean dry food? You can get noodle cups. Um, you can get you ramen noodles or some noodle cups. You can get you rice. Anything that you can you can make with water and heat that you can eat, you need to store up on. And I would make sure that that you have a, a, a some spices, <laughs> store up on some salt, store up on some things that you can have. If you don't have a refrigerator, if you don't have power, and all you have is the food that you have on you, can you make it with just heat that you can make from a fire and water? You need as much of that food as possible. There's other places where you can get dry food, uh, American Reserves. One company, there's other companies out there where they sell food in mylar bags that can last up to 25 years. And you can go on these websites, you can go on Amazon and find right now, while you have the time, you can find these places and, and products that you can purchase and you can buy. But even if you go to the grocery store, store up on some extra food. You'd like to save money and put it in a bank account. Well, save food, save on resources. What's some what's something else? Alternative energy energy sources, okay? Do you like a generator, solar power, solar power generator? Okay, they're very um, practical. Um, 
and you could live on a solar generator and, and be able to power your refrigerator. You can power um, a heating source that you can cook on. You can power um, a grill off of that. You can, you can charge um, electronic items. Uh, you can charge all sorts of things if you just have a generator with a, with a solar power, even if it's a fuel generator. Um, you want to make sure that you have some sort of alternate energy source, okay, that you could use to power your home when the grid goes down. Because in one day or another, very soon, the grid is going to go down. And you need to be prepared for that. Home defense, okay. Uh, we already have a shortage of, of ammunition, just like Zelensky said. The world cannot – we've already consumed all, uh, all like so many weapons and ammunitions, okay? And Zelensky says we can't make enough for Ukraine, much less the rest of the wars that we're in. So we're seeing a shortage. We're going to see even more a shortage of ammunition. We're going to see a shortage of defense uh, uh, alternatives. And while you have the time, while you have the resources and the ability to get it, make sure your home has some home defense. So I'm not just talking about having some sort of gun or rifle. Do you have um, pepper spray? Do you have um, machetes? Do you have uh, swords? Do you have uh, spears? Do you have bows and arrows? Like what are some things that you have in your home? to defend yourself and your family if you're being attacked by a, a, a looting mob who cannot get food and are looking to exterminate and go house to house to find whatever resources they can and consume it and spoil it. How are you going to defend your children? How are you going to defend your wife? you got to have something there to use. Cash on hand, okay? Do not leave all your cash. And, I, and I'm, I'm going to give you right off the bat, Okay, I'm not a financial advisor, nor am I giving you any financial advice. I'm just sharing some of the things that I'm doing, okay, and you could do too, but I'm not any financial advisor, nor am I licensed to do that, okay? But I would not, for me, I would never keep all my cash or in a bank. I would never do that. I, I, I have a strategy and a plan where I save, and yeah, I'll put money in the bank, but I also have money in a safe. And I have small bills. I don't just have hundreds. I keep tens. I keep fives. I keep twenties. Okay, that you can use when you can't go to the ATM and pull money out because there's no power, because the energy grid has gone down, or the banks are are struggling to survive uh, because of what's going on in the world right now. We're already talking about transitioning the dollar into a digital dollar, and in order for that to truly take place and to happen, the current financial system as we know today has to implode and so they can rebuild a new one. So at some point we're going to see financial disaster that's going to come. It's going to hit the stock markets. It's going to hit our accounts and they're preparing for it even now as we speak. So one day you will not be able to go to the ATM and pull money out if you need it in an emergency. And if that happens, do you have cash on hand that you could use in those precious moments after? Also, precious metals to barter with. What are the? What are you talking about? Well, gold and silver. Um, I'm not saying you you can't uh, st stock up on um, other precious metals. Uh, of course, you can do whatever you think is right. 
but every home should have some silver in it and some gold. Uh, why silver? Well, you can barter with silver, okay? If you need a, a, a some gas in your car, you're not going to give somebody a $2,000 ounce of gold because you're not getting change back, all right? You need to have silver, like an ounce of silver is like $20, $23, That's more than enough one coin to barter with to get you some gas in your car if you need to have something to barter with. So silver is going to be a shortage. There's going to be a shortage of, of, of all these different things. And I, I'm, I'm also sure that silver value is going to go up along with the, the times that we're going in into right now. So it's a good investment anyway, but you should always have some silver on you. Have some gold. If you need to get on a flight somewhere, okay, <laughs> if you need to, to get something that costs more than, a, than an ounce of silver, um, that could get you, you know, where you need to go. You should have some gold on you. Okay. If you should just, don't just put all your cash in a, in a savings account. That's giving you one or 2% interest a year, invest in some, in some silver and gold. Again, this is what I'm doing. Okay. I'm not giving you financial advice. This is just what I'm doing. Shortwave radios. Okay. Something that you can listen to communications through that doesn't require, um, the 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 internet because the internet will be uh, affected by what's happening and you need to be able to get and receive communication from other sources so you know what's going on and that you um can can hear things that are happening in the world and can be in tune with stuff a shortwave radio there's uh they're not expensive um there's solar powered shortwave radios you can buy that's just powered off of the sun that you can stay in tune with the world and stuff that's going on. Alternate ways to communicate. Okay. CB radios, walkie talkies, satellite phones, etc. cetera. Um, CB radios. You can talk to somebody on CB radio for miles and just tune into a radio frequency. Walkie talkies. Okay. Um, they're depending on what kind you have. There's different walkie talkies uh, out there that you can use that are really good, but you got to be on one hilltop and the other person on a hilltop to get, miles and miles of coverage but if you need to stay in contact with somebody within a mile or two uh walkie talkies um unless you have a really great walkie talkie combination then then obviously um you know you can upgrade but just having some something like that satellite phones okay uh when the towers go down and the grid goes down um a satellite phone, a satellite phone could be an alternative way to be able to communicate with your loved ones, and uh, and it's it's going to connect through the satellites that are above the Earth. And when all this stuff is happening beneath the sky, beneath the Earth, and the grid goes down, and everything happens there, that doesn't mean that the satellites are going to be in, impacted. They may not be impacted at all, and you may be the only person that can communicate with somebody with a satellite phone where no one can communicate at all. So this could definitely be something that is an alternative. You need at least three to six months of supplies per family member, each household. So if it's just you living by yourself, then you need to be thinking about three to six months of supplies for yourself and all these different things, food, water. But if you have a, if you're a family of four in your house then you need to be thinking of, does each of my family member have three to six months worth of supplies um, to be able to use to to eat and to drink and to be able to live off of 
If not, then you need to be thinking about that at bare minimum three to six months. If you have a year worth of food and water for every family member, so that's like about four years worth or on that three to four years worth of food in your home, you're going to be able to survive the initial onslaught of some of these things that's uh, that's about to take place. And you won't have to be fighting over food in the Walmart up the street when all this tr uh, drama starts unfolding before our eyes. You can live in your home in, in a martial law type environment and still be able to survive and be able to eat and drink and not be put under that kind of desperation in the initial term. Do you have alternate places to go that's away from the city where you can build a community with others and work together to grow food for, and for protection? So if you're living in a city somewhere downtown when this happens, um, you can expect it's going to be a crazy environment when things start happening, when judgments start following down on America. Um, you do not want to be in an area where you're surrounded by hundreds of thousands of people who are all desperate and are all going crazy at the same time. You need to be in some other alternate location out in the suburbs, out in the country, somewhere where you can be safe and not be around a lot of people. But the people you are around, you feel safe around, you can trust them and you can build a community together with them. Okay. Where maybe it's some farmers. Okay. They grow food. They, they're off grid. Um, and they don't need to go to the store. They don't need to, to, to be around a lot of people and go shopping every week. They, they're self-sustaining themselves. And if you uh, can build a community with people like them, they also got protection. Then when those, uh, mobs and riots, rioters are starting to go through different neighborhoods and stuff. Well, you can protect yourself and you're so far out away from the city. It's, it's not likely that you're going to get that onslaught in the initial term um, because you're, you're in that alternative place and you're more safer spaced out and away from that kind of environment. Finally, don't panic after this podcast. Don't go quit your job and crawl up in a corner and cry and suck your thumb waiting for God to come back tomorrow. Okay. Don't, don't do that. You got to be, it's important. This podcast is to create awareness and to help you see what is to come. Okay. And to prepare your heart for it. Um, if your heart is prepared that these, this is coming, these are things that you need to be aware of and you can prepare your heart for it. Then when it hits, you're not going to be surprised. You're not going to be shocked. You're not going to be uh, losing your mind, okay, when all your money is taken out of your account by the banks or you don't have access to it or the grid goes down and you don't know what to do. You just go into the next step. You just go to the next step because you've taken the time to prepare yourself and to prepare your heart for this, okay? Keep pursuing your dreams and your passions every day, but know that tomorrow isn't promised. You've got to have a balance. You've got to keep a balance. OK, walk the line that's in front of you and keep pursuing your dreams, keep working your job, keep saving, keep doing the things you're doing while we still have today to live in. But be aware that there is a time coming where you will not be able to, to do those things anymore. And when that comes, you can just switch and transition appropriately. OK, so this is just to create awareness. God's judgments are coming to America. There's no doubt he's not turning away from it. He's not um, 
going to change his mind. He has declared over many years, he has warned for many years through many of his uh, prophets what is coming to America. This is in scripture. Everything that we're talking about, and I'll go through a lot of these in future podcasts, okay? But you need to be aware God's judgments are coming to America. Stay close to him and he will protect you in the days to come. Stay close to the Lord. Make him your refuge and your strength and your strong tower. He is the only one that you can trust when these times come. He knows when the judgments come. He knows who those who are his and those who aren't. And you need to be ready to meet the Lord at any given moment. I want to thank you guys so much for listening to the Trapped in the U.S. podcast. Thank you so much for um, coming to this channel and listening today. If you want to follow us, you can follow us on IG, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Rumble, and you can support us on Patreon as well. I'm super thankful. Again, this is KB talking to you from Tennessee. God bless you. Stay in tune. We got more podcasts coming your way. I'm going to share more prophetic words. I'm going to break down more news uh, headlines. And um, my hope and prayer is that you guys can be made aware of what's coming and that uh, you can be ready to meet the Lord at any moment in time and that you get your life right with him. Love you guys. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day.